Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is Marcello Rolando, the host of the Reasonable Voices talk radio show, and my exciting guest Reasonable Voice today is Molly Ryan. Molly Ryan is a graduate of Michael Howard Studios, one-year acting conservatory, the actress program at Freeman Studios, and Bentley University, where she obtained a bachelor's degree in film studies. Molly Ryan is a New York-based actor, love those. She recently co-starred in and produced Brooklyn Moving Company, a pilot selected to headline July's New York Television Festival. So, Molly, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I, you know, it's a it's a pleasure on so many levels. I mean, you're a New Yorker. You're a filmmaker. You obviously are in theater and musical comedy, and uh, emphasis on comedy from some of the work I've seen uh, that you've been involved with. Let's talk right off the bat, if you don't mind, about improvisation. I've been. Sure. I'm, I'm one of those directors who've not always. Uh, uh, who've not used improvisation as a standalone on its own, although I know many who do and are very good at it. But I like using improvisation to to uh, when we when an actor reaches a point where we need sort of to explore what relationships are and character, and if we're not quite getting a scene. What's your take okay. on improvisation? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think it can be so valuable in the rehearsal process, and I think that that's something that sometimes as actors you totally forget like we treat them very separately mm. um, until you know you have a director come in and then like no no like this is actually can be used for an end product and the purpose of you know in within scripted work but yeah so you know I have taken lots of improv classes that's how I sort of stayed involved and and grew a lot during college but yeah, it definitely reaches a point, I think, <laughs> that watching, watching improvisation, uh, you know, throughout New York City, it, it, it can get a little repetitive or, or not so interesting. And I mean, that's just my opinion. <laughs> so yeah, I do, I, I'm certainly now at a place in my career where I do see so much 
as like very valuable within the rehearsal process and you know maybe not so much interesting in watching it you know at some of the theaters in new york Okay, well, we're going to stop before we get both of us in trouble. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> for reasons that will become clearer as we go through the the show today, I want to mention right up front, I am a Roman Catholic, and I find Molly Ryan's work hysterically funny and, most <laughs> of all, incredibly honest. And that truth is what all theater is about. But tell us... The 24-hour musical, well, well, first of all, you are an actor, you are a producer, true? An actor and producer sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I'm lucky to partner with very talented writers and directors, some of whom are my very good friends. So that is sort of my role within these productions and, and projects. Okay. So, trauma movies. Um I like this. After Sister Kristen is suspended from the church, two nuns approach her with a problem. One of them is possessed. Why don't we launch from there? Okay, great. Yeah, so that is Exer Sisters, which um, was produced by Trouble Movies, which is led by Lloyd Kaufman. And yeah, so that was a really, really fun project. Um, the, my very talented friends at City Go Productions were the writers and directors, and um, that's kind of how I got involved. But yeah, it's, it's a very, very funny sort of take on an exorcist, an exorcist, uh-huh. so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, you can you can check it out on YouTube, and it's I. I Rumor has it that there might be more episodes, but we, we will see. There's three of them up, up right now. Absolutely. So it's, um, what is it called? A nun, N-U-N, of your business? Is That's the first episode, and, but what's the overall title? Sorry. Oh, it's called Exor Sisters. Oh, okay. So X Sisters, E-X-O-R-S-I-S-T-E-R-S, yes? Yes, okay. exactly. Exorcist. And there's chapter one, two, and three. <laughs> and we can find it on YouTube by entering what? You can either type in Exorcisters Chapter One or you can go to citygoatproductions.com and it'll be up there as well. Okay. You seem to be doing so many things as actor and sometimes producer. You are covering a, a lot of territory and all of it impressive. The 24-hour musical and the Brooklyn Moving Company. Um, t- tell me about them. That's what's uh, that's, that's supposed to be our primary <laughs> discussion today, yeah. but we're going to talk about everything. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, so Brooklyn Women Company um, was written by my very talented friends, um, Brian Harrington, Isaac Himmelman, and Brendan Ryan, and they are the tough boys. <laughs> and <laughs> it was a pilot that premiered last month at the New York Television Festival. So... I met, actually, Ryan and Isaac at the 2017 New York Television Festival last year, and that's sort of how we got to know each other, and I got to kind of become involved in Brooklyn Moving Company, and, you know, sort of was able to witness it um, through, like, kind of its whole process, and, yeah, it's, it's very, very funny. It was like, the reception was, you know, a lot. It was great. It was, it was like a sold-out house. Wow. And yeah, it was it was well received from from what we experienced. So it's 
Do you want me to talk a little bit about what it's about? Yeah, well, let me throw out this, and then you you go from there. The pilot is about the members of an unconventional moving company, to put it (laughs) lightly, try in earnest to transform the lives of their Brooklyn clientele through song and dance. Now, how's that for a 24-hour musical? (laughs) (laughs) So take us from there. Yeah, so it's basically the idea of, as you mentioned, a moving company based in Brooklyn, um, who the tagline, we should say, is um, they don't just move people, they move lives. Mm -hmm. So they encounter this family that they're supposed to move out and get a little bit ahead of themselves and a little too personally involved, but, you know, in a very funny way. And so they discover that the family is going through a separation and going to eventually get divorced. And by accident, their child is dropped off at the house as there's like a mix-up in their um, in their soccer schedule or something like that. So, yeah, basically, they decide to put on a musical for this family, and it it sort of gets a little. There's sort of a lot of mayhem from there, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, you know, uh, yeah, they put they put on a great show and the, at their at the couple's former home, and it's very funny. And this is also the same group that is writing the 24-hour musical that's in residency at the pit right now. Uh-huh. And tell us about the pit. Yeah, so basically the 24-hour musical started with Brian and Isaac and Brendan um, in a debut at the Well in Bushwick mm-hmm. um, last year. And there was significant interest from the pit to start bringing more real shows there in sort of you know, differentiate from the from the improv that was that's been going on in, in the purely sketch shows. So it is a musical comedy that is written, rehearsed, and performed in twenty four hours about an audience member. So basically, you know, anybody who buys a pre sale ticket and is interested in having a musical written about their life is, you know, is considered. So Hmm. Yeah, the next one is at the end of this month on August 25th. And where will the August 25th show happen? Oh, we've now moved to the the People's Improv Theater, so this will be our third show there. Okay. Um, Yeah, this year. And the People's Improv Theater is, um, of course, the 24-hour musical uh, with your musical comedy group, Tough Boys, that's T-U-F-F Boys, it's a short non-improv play about uh, <laughs> improv gone wrong. Enlighten oh, us. Yeah, the other project. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's a short play that is premiering actually on August 23rd, so two days before the 24-hour musical, and it is called Zip Zap Dead, and it is basically yeah, about a, a murder that takes place in the dark during an improv show, but it's all scripted, and it, and it has a narrative and an arc, so we start rehearsals for that shortly, and that will be yeah, put up and premiered on the 23rd. So you are, as I keep saying, because it's true, you are extremely busy. A lot of projects going on. How do you keep it all together? It's, uh, they certainly have a similar theme, and that is there's no truth better than comic truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's so true. You know, I think that the, the saying, you know, that, the truth in comedy is what makes it funny is, mm. and it, what makes it relatable is, you know, I think that there's so much value in that statement. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, it's funny, I'm like, I'm always saying I would like to be busier, but I think that, you know, what I've really tried to take to heart as advice is really that you need to be constantly creating and making your own work because there's really no excuse not to. Yes, yes. You know, even if it's just jumping on your iPhone and, and, and creating stuff with friends, it's just, there's so much value in that and where it's just so much easier now. I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way to constantly be creating and, and improving your art form. That's quite a profound statement. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, not that I'm surprised because in seeing your comedic work, you make us look at what most of us, perhaps, maybe that's too much of an exaggeration, but most people accept certain institutionalized traditional lies. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and um, you make us look at those and and laugh at our foibles and laugh and make until we think is that fair yeah i I think that that's probably a fair statement and i would you know i'd obviously give a lot of that credit to the writers that you know write so brilliantly and then you know as an actor you really get to come in and kind of just it's fun to you know make it your own and bring your into into those characters so whether it's like playing you know a fox news host or, or um you know a, a young wife going through a divorce like yeah there is there's so much there's so much truth mm. well what we would you know perceive to be true or what, yes. what the character believes is true and yeah it makes you think twice which is always you know really fun with comedy if it, if it can make you you know think laugh and cry yes like those are, you know that's if you can bring that to a performance, it's like, okay, great. You know, that's, that's bringing something, you know, to, to production. You know, I'm so glad you, you said that because what I like most about what I've seen of your work is that, and, and I, I try to direct actors in this way all the time, it's, it's funny because it's true. That and, and so you have to be real, and it's it can be a, a razor's edge to walk, but but if you try to make it funny, then it's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> you totally. know what I mean? It's funny because you're so real. You're so, as you said, in the view of the character, what you're saying is true. And even though the the brilliant writers, I agree with you there, uh, that you work with, that that their script contains words, phrases. <laughs> Things that, you know, should really just send us running from the room as a Roman Catholic boy. But because it rings so true, you're riveted to it. And and you do exactly what you said. You laugh, you think. You laugh, you cry, and you laugh. It's uh, The message never overpowers the entertainment, and yet the entertainment is what gets us to the message. Ooh, that sounded pretty good, didn't it? Yeah. Like, wow, that's very well said. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, um, I hate to do this, but we're going to take a short break. We will be back with Molly Ryan. We're going to talk more about the 24-hour musical uh, and the Brooklyn Moving Company and all that Molly Ryan is doing as actor and sometimes producer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Andy Film Minute. The Fitz showed up in theaters for an instant, then faded into memory like a dream. 
Fitting, as the film itself is dreamlike, contemplative, insightful, visual poetry at times, and at others, a sensitive coming-of-age story. You might remember the news stories which must have inspired this film. In 2012, girls at a high school in Leroy, New York, suddenly started having unexplained seizures, such as the backbone of the fits. But what could have become a medical detective story gratefully becomes something more universal. Young Tony, a pre-adolescent on the cusp, diligently trains with her brother as a boxer at the local community center. There she observes the lionesses, a fierce championship dance team. These are the older girls, and she is drawn to their world. Soon after joining, one of the leaders has a seizure. It is the talk of the troop. Another leader succumbs. One by one, the girls fall. They become. We are in the world of metaphor. The Fitz asks more of its audience than the average film. It bravely raises questions without spoon-feeding answers, leaving much room for thought and contemplation. Easy entertainment? Perhaps not. But this rich, surreal journey has its own rewards. The Fitz. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices Talk Radio Show with my incredible guest, Molly Ryan, actor and sometimes producer, who's very much involved in hysterically funny but true, honest, in-your-face comedy. So let's talk about all the ways we can get tickets and where we can get them and, um, you know, so people can get involved. Yeah, so um, you can buy tickets on the the PIP website for their events. So that's just People's Improv Theater or the PIP.com, and you can go to their events page, and the next 24-hour musical is on August 25th. Or you can go to toughboys, T-U-F-S-B-O-Y-S dot X-Y-Z dot com, or just dot X-Y-Z, my apologies, and the events page there will also have a link to the next 24-hour musical. So yeah, you could have the next one written about you if you would like. (laughs) Also, I want to mention that when you refer to the pit and pit loft, we are talking about the People's Improv Theater in the 24-hour musical with her musical comedy group, Tough Boys. T-U-F-F, it's great. Also, Extra Sisters is great. I mean, it's all great. Throw the movies. How does... I'll, I'll tell a quick story, if you don't mind. Just a quick one. I'm living in New York and working. I had a guy come to me who believed that theater could help people deal with their nightmares. And so we pulled together a lot of our clients, uh, actors we promoted through uh, show people. And we decided we'll do a show so that my producer, writer, uh, partner, and I could see what he was really talking about because it sounded very strange back then. But um, no one wanted to volunteer their nightmare. I volunteered mine, which was about crossing bridges, which I had to do a lot as an actor in New York. Imagine, (laughs) imagine, yeah. yeah. He cast the people from the, uh, the actors in the audience to play the various characters in my nightmare, and it cured me on the spot. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I've never had the nightmare again, and I drive over bridges all the time. So, having said that, how does the person buys a pre-sale ticket, so you have time to get information, I take it, and about them, so you then improv their life? Yes and no. Yeah, okay. we, the person is selected, actually 24 hours in advance, so the show is on Saturday nights at 8 p.m., so... At Friday night at 8 p.m., we pick somebody at random. Well, Ryan and Isaac and, and Brendan mostly sort of congregate and 
you know, we go through the pre-sale tickets and make sure that the person is actually going to attend the next evening and get a hold of them. And I've sat in on two of the writing sessions and basically it's just asking them about their lives and kind of coming up with a theme. So for our first show at the pit, it was actually um, a friend of a friend of mine who she grew up outside of Boston and had this really wonderful tie to the Red Sox where she used to go see games with her grandfather. And so the musical kind of took on this theme of family and, you know, her parents had divorced at a young age. So she felt that like that had kind of like shaped a lot of her upbringing. So, you know, it's, it's about a 35, 40 minute show and basically it kind of covers their life in this like very thematic very funny but touching way and so yeah it's not it's it's the songs are written basically just the night before there's little seamlets sort of go from one song to the other and you know for exposition and explanation and we rehearse starting at like 10 o'clock in the morning and then we go we go at 8 p.m that night well, yeah. that's why we call it a 24-hour musical. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's really, as one who's directed many musicals, that's really compressed and focused time. It takes a special yeah. talent, I think, to be able to do that. So what is that like? I mean, it sounds like it's almost literally 24 hours. Like, do you get any sleep? Yeah, you know, it's, really funny because this will be now the fourth one that I've been a part of at the end of this month and every time it's just gotten it's basically the same group who is involved and it, it's such a group of talented actors mm. and writers and, and people with improv backgrounds or comedy backgrounds and then also people who have like very strong musical theater backgrounds and beautiful voices so I think it's really that it's it's such a just group of committed artists who like are so excited to be involved but every time the show gets so much better and it also gets the rehearsal process gets more streamlined and sort of easier you know memorize memorize the songs and understand the story and yeah it's definitely it's definitely a crazy mad dash but it's that's what i think makes it so special yes the debut of a 24-hour musical was at the well in uh bushwick and yeah, in Brooklyn. So uh-huh. that is where they have the first, so a much smaller venue than um, <laughs> the pit stage. Uh-huh. But yeah, so Ryan and Isaac and Brendan, who are, you know, the Tough Boys founders, writers, brilliant, brilliant guys, they all live in Brooklyn. So, and they've had a couple of years at the well of other work that they've produced. And so, yeah, the first one was at the well. And then. The pit picked up interest through, I believe, you know, someone's contact. And then, yeah, the the show moved over to the pit about maybe five months ago. Hmm. Okay. How, uh, kind of goes back to your thought about you have to create your own work. Well, when I went to New York for the first time, I had directed at the Kennedy Center and other places. And, of course, I thought everyone would be waiting at Penn Station to welcome me. Uh, it didn't quite go that way, <laughs> but um, but what I discovered quickly was that there were a lot of writers out there with original works they wanted to get produced, and that's how my career in New York directing theater was launched by helping others with good work, 
uh, launch theirs. Uh, there was musical uh, Tiffany and uh, the composer and the writer, and we worked together as we produced this. And I said one day, you know, we need another song, a song that does this, this, and this. And uh, we need it right away because we're don't, running out of time to rehearse. Composer went home, brought back this marvelous gem of a piece. But when I listen to you talk about the 24-hour musical, you guys are putting together a whole score. Overnight? Tell me about that. Yeah, overnight. And that is the credit 1,001% goes to Brendan Ryan, who is the composer. And he is, he is like a once-in-a-lifetime musical talent. Wow. Um, he wrote also all the musicals for the pilot. And, yeah, he is, he is, is an extraordinary musical talent. And we are just, you know, I, I feel lucky to be a part of it and just kind of, you know, the actors who fill in are really... It's like you're a vehicle for this. You, yeah, it's a very fortunate situation yes. to be part of because they really are so talented. And what I think that is so special and unique about being a part of something like this is every time that we're let's like an hour and a half to the show and we're sitting around, I'm like, oh, wow, like everyone in this room is also a very kind person, which mm. you don't always encounter. Yes. And it just, it feels it feels very lucky, and I think that that's also something unique to New York. Mm. I, you know, I'm I'm a New Yorker, so I'm not going to argue with that point. But it is true, <laughs> New Yorkers get a bad rep about various things, but also yeah. everything in theater in New York at all the various levels, off 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 Broadway, all of the original houses, the small houses, the, the all the places downtown, they attract and hold as regular repeaters the best of talent, I think. I think the best of talent in the country. Okay, maybe I went too far, but I, I believe that. <laughs> and, and no, as, I, would, I would happen to agree with you. Yes. I think that, yeah, there's so many talented writers and actors and, and directors and cinematographers in New York City. Um, and, yeah, it's just, you know, I think that I'm around actors a lot, and I think that, there is just it's just a matter of opportunity and and being able to get your work seen and, and respected and, and paid attention to, which is why you know I feel so fortunate to be here speaking about it. It's, yeah. it's really great. And I love is your story as well about the production crew. You know, having composers and and actors and and writers and directors all working together in harmony for for. And again, when it's twenty four hours, my goodness, there's no time for anything but harmony. How's that? Yeah, I didn't mean absolutely. that pun, but that was funny. <laughs> no, it's true. But you, I, you know, I think some people would look at that and think like, oh wow, that seems like you know a stressful situation. But I, it's of course, there's, you know, there's the time buzzer on it, but it's never been anything but, like, the best creative environment I've ever been in. All right. So what's next for you, then? I know we touched on that in the last segment, but uh, remind an old guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the next 24-hour musical is on August 25th, and that's a Saturday evening at the People's Improv Theater. And then... Uh, I will also be in a short play premiering at the People's Improv Theater on Thursday, August 23rd, called mm-hmm. The Dead. And then there's something on the 27th of October, is, is that right? Yeah, so the, um, the 24-hour musical, it, it's in residency at the People's Improv Theater, so we have dates 
set with the theater through uh, through the end of 2018 and hopefully 2019 if everyone still wants to do it and there's interest from the pit to continue continue it out. So are you looking for people who want to present what you're doing there, the 24-hour musical, in other venues? Is that something? Um, I think that it's, for the moment, from what I know, I think that it's working well where it is right mm-hmm. now. Um, of course, we would love more people to come out and see the show. You know, um, people who are looking to do something new in New York or if they're looking to you know, looking for things to cover based on, like, you know, sort of, like, shows to write up or, you know, reviews or anything like that. Of course, yeah, it's just, I, we would love to have more people at the show. They are pretty full, actually, at the moment. Um, I think the last one was, it was at capacity, but, you know, anyone who wants to come out and support it, we would, we would love to be there. Okay, well, let's give the physical address of the pit. Okay, yes, I think it's the one, let me see, it's is 123 East 24th Street. Okay. And the Zip Zap Dead uh, is going to be August 23rd at the Pit Loft, 154 West 29th Street. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Okay. We are at Saturday, August 25th, 8 p.m., People's Improv Theater, so, yes, yeah, so so let's go back to, if we could, how one can buy tickets and how soon should we start? I guess pretty soon, yes? Yeah, I mean, you could buy them now, both, both of those shows, if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can go to um, thepitnyc.com. Okay. And you can just search through the event by date. Um and yeah, you know, buy your tickets. The, the tickets are really inexpensive. And if it's in just, if it's like an industry person that would like to come, we have a number of uh, comp tickets for industry. You know, for like agents and, and writers and um, director. You know, anyone who's interested in and in checking it out from that perspective, we have a number of set, tickets set aside. I'm glad to hear that. But I would, I would yeah. like. <laughs> Tell us, uh, you know, we have to go soon, but this has been so delightful, Molly. Molly Ryan. Yeah, thank you so yes. Much. Well, tell us, what do you want us to take away from uh, the 24 hour musical, but also from your work in general? Um, what's the takeaway for you that's important for us? I think the takeaway is uh, hmm, that's a great question. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You, you get asked the question a lot, like, why acting and, and why do you love it? And um, and I think aside from, you know, sort of like the social responsibility of, of putting something creative out in the world, something that I really love about it personally is that, like the work really never stops. Mm. Uh, and it's not like you, you, it's something you master ever. <laughs> even if you're like Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm sure, you know, even somebody on that level would say, like, there's always something that you're discovering. Before. Yes. So, and that's he, kind of, yeah. yeah. And, and, and an actor, by the way, since you mentioned his name, an actor like uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis um, is always, always working that character. He never stops. Even even yeah. lunch breaks, he's in costume and 
and maintaining the character. Yeah, it's a constant so. exploration, you know, within your own sort of process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a constant, it's a constant exploration, um, which I don't know. I feel lucky because I, I've never really delved too much into other jobs, <laughs> but it is, um, you know, it's something that I, I just couldn't picture doing anything else. Exactly. My mother never stopped saying, God bless her. She never stopped saying, when are you going to get a real job? And so, until she saw me on national television. And then from then on, <laughs> and I've told, you know, and the truth is, I echo what you're saying. I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't know what else to do. I don't, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. And, and on that point, speak to this, if you will, New York actor that you are. What I tell people, you know, people talk about having to go out and find a job in a recession or whatever. Every audition is for an actor is going out and getting the next job. And every show is an audition for the next job. It's a whole career-oriented, everyday thing. It's fun. It's great. But it's we're always, the actor is constantly looking for, it's constantly a, a job seeker, yes? What do you think? Even at um, a really professional level, yes. I think that most actors, actresses would, would say that it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's not like, you know, having a set destination. And I think that um, you can't like predict, you can't really predict what's coming next, which mm-hmm. is kind of exciting, but also a little terrifying. <laughs> yes, but we do it. And um, yes. okay, Molly Ryan, New York actor, we wish you all the very best. And all the very best with Brendan and the Tough Boys and all the directors and writers who work with you, especially for your Zip Zap Dead on Thursday, August 23rd at The Pit. And most especially our very best wishes for you and Tough Boys and your 24-hour musical on August 25th and October 27th. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Same here. Bye now. All right, bye-bye. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Ask people what they want out of life. The most common answer? To be happy. This core truth has led to billions in profits for the drug companies who seek to control the opposite of happy, depression. Untold resources go into the study of depression, so why is there so little study of happiness? It is just such studies that are explored in the documentary, Happy. This is an entirely entertaining film, and it is also a studiously presented advanced study of our most sought-after emotion. We learn that 50% of a person's penchant for happiness is innate, the chemical makeup that we are born with, and another 10% is our environment. That leaves an incredible 40% which is completely under our own control. We learned that the phrase, money can't buy happiness, is both true and false. It can contribute mightily at the most basic level, but after life's basic needs are met, it can also create a treadmill of want that has the opposite effect. Is that why the richest country on earth is by no means the happiest? So, what is the magic ingredient for achieving lasting happiness? Happy! Amazingly, within our control. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us in becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.
missing you and us too. There was little reason for my grandmama to leave her huge farm to go into town a few miles away for groceries, gasoline, farm equipment, overalls, and newspapers. Now I only go back for the funerals and do hear on the breeze what I've missed. I'm not into romanticizing the past. Believing things, for the most part, are always improving. Until G.W. and Cheney, of course. As long as what's new doesn't obliterate what's been with what's coming round the bend. I don't miss Mayberry or my slumlord friends on Shelter Island, but I do miss New York City neighborhoods, walking city blocks, and being constantly in rehearsals for something. I miss Gypsy and Heinrich, best and worst watchdogs respectively. Don't miss Dad and Mom so much as it still feels like they're here. But I do miss people who trim their trees back from power lines, so when the winds come, we keep our A.C. I miss hailing a yellow cab for Carol Channing, strolling Midtown with Colin Dewhurst, and chatting with James Whitmore about the next voice you hear. He said I was too young to have seen it, but while other boys my age were outside playing ball, I was watching old movies on TV. Mr. Whitmore was so proud of the fact that he had made the movie with Nancy Reagan before she met Ronnie. But I told him I would never forget what it felt like when God spoke to him on his radio. I miss that. I miss taking time to tune up with morning prayers and reel-to-reel Gregorian chant. I don't miss fast cars and curvy roads, for that's still how I relax. I miss Jimmy Stewart and Harvey. Yul Brenner and the American Original Six. Gregory Peck, whom Mom told, my son is an actor too. I never miss Florida, except when I think of hurricanes 250 miles offshore pinning me against the lifeguard chair, streaking back my hair with beach sand, my lips rimmed like a margarita glass, and the ocean some distance away lapping occasionally at my toes, as a seagull above makes no headway because of headwinds. I miss the silence that can only be heard without the din, and I miss people who understand the wisdom in that. I miss Marvine's white boots as much as our drama classes. I miss my voice lessons with Wayne and Ernie, and both the Peabody and Baltimore Opera in the days of George Woodhead and Bill Januzzi, the only man who smoked more cigarettes than my 61-year-old brother, just diagnosed with the lungs of an 80-year-old. I miss him already. For me, missing is more happy memories than sad longing. But I do miss not seeing my best friend Lance Thomas Viney. However, I don't miss the Silver Diner, his favorite dining choice. I do miss my annual trips to Europe, but it was a wonderful career that suspended them, so we make our choices. I miss dates on letters even to find telephone numbers on bills, and I miss sleeping more than five hours a night. But most of all, I miss who we were in the sixties. I miss Abraham, Martin, and John, and Bobby, too. Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you.
Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.